Teachings in the air with Sahilthit, a.k.a. Jerry Oldman, coming to you from the beautiful Shushwapmuk country, Kamlupa. Ah, I was driving in and I remember this place. I remember the beautiful Shushwapmuk people. I come here to ceremony on their territory. But I also went to residential school here. And I'd get a few memories about that place. Ah, the good and the bad. I remember my schoolmates. I was telling my driver, my young nephew, Jacob. We used to race up to Mount Peter there on the weekend when we got nothing to do. Oh, we were young and strong and we'd run all the way from the soccer field up to the top and run back down again. I remember that when I see that mountain. We see coyotes and cattle sometimes. And I remember those, but also the harm that happened. You know, what I was telling my crew that I beat it. I don't get depressed and I see those red brick buildings anymore. Sometimes I get angry, sometimes I get sad, but it doesn't own me anymore. No ownership from K. Kamloops Indian Residential School anymore. I've done my work. Yeah, so I'm in Kamloopa. And I'm with uh, one of my relatives. And he was on TIA, I don't know, three years ago. Might be three years ago. And um, he come on to a podcast called Returning to the Circle. So this is returning to the circle two, the second one. You know that um, since that time we talked and shared with each other, we both, like every human being, have gone through some challenging times in our lives. You know, COVID hit. I know my relative got COVID. I'm so lucky I did not get COVID. And our relatives get sick, and sometimes they get cancer and other sicknesses. Diabetes and different things happen, you know. Those are the challenging times that happen in our circle. I was telling my young relative that we, we have three circles. Probably more, because there's ceremonial circles too, but the ones I wanted to talk about today, the first circle is our family. When we come out into the world from our mother, what we have there is uncles and aunties and parents and grandparents, cousins, relatives. That's our first circle. In our good old days, you know, that, good, that circle worked together to take care of that baby, to help each other to raise the babies, teach them, but everything they know in life. So we have that circle of friends, of relatives. 
You know, the grandparents and the uncles and aunties used to be, I think, our, our number one teachers. Parents would teach us all the time. They'd role model for us. But when the uncle come and talk, I remember my uncles would talk to me and they'd come and talk about Zanchut, uh, about training yourself. And they're the ones that would tell me to go run early in the morning, Kikwila, you know, at daybreak. Say, nephew, you, you, that's when you go run. Because during the day you're going to work, you can help your dad. But you go out and run, and you'll see the world wake up. The birds will start singing, and it's nice out there. Okay, uncle. Said, I say I go running. And they'd tell me, then they'd know I'm running. Then they'd say, okay, next thing you do, nephew, is you carry rocks in your hands and you squeeze them when you're running to build your strength up and your grip and your forearm. So they're teaching me, and that's part of my circle. That's an important part of circle that I want people to remember today, maybe after listening to this podcast, that family circle and how critical it is to not only take out but put back in. Like my uncles would help me, and I'd help them with whatever they want. If it's good. Some of my uncles were mixed up, and they would drink and stuff, but when they were sober, they were good men, and they would teach me. So that's that circle of family. They were telling me how to present you, how to train myself. They tell me to go shakum in the lake, go bath in the lake before you run. Kukwila, you go there and you go on four times under the water and you go running after. So I listened to them, that circle. Then my aunties were so good to me in that circle when I was a little boy. If I go to their house, they feed me my favorite foods. They make sure I got something to eat. They call me nephew. And I, I know... I belong to that circle. Just by how they talk to me and what they do. And I cut kingling for them or pack wood or water for them, you know, and they would feed me. They talk nice to me. And that's that first circle of family. You know, and the second circle is our community. And I, you know, and uh, we all still in Statlium territory. I know because when I go home for a funeral, the people are helping each other. They bring food to the house where they feed the people. Somebody, I remember when the last time we lost somebody in my family when I was home before COVID. Gee, a young man shows up with a pickup truck full of wood because we have fire burning outside until the funeral's done. Gee, it brought tears to my eyes. Oh, you guys hear some wood? And split already. That's that second circle, community members. We pay each other back with goodness and love and kindness and respect in that big circle. And uh, if we do that consistently, everything's good. You know, so there's that circle. Then there's a circle I think that many of us struggle with. It's Canada. All the visitors that come here, we call them shamas. 
the Europeans, the Chinese, Japanese, they call them Asians that come here. I know sometimes for myself, I'd wonder, do I, can I go to that big circle? Will they accept me? You know, are they going to make fun of me? What's going to happen when I go to that big circle? Those kinds of thoughts would come to my head. But I know we belong to that circle too. We have a right to go to their schools, get their education, to do the work out there. We have that too. So there's that circle. So I was saying that we, um, to, to Samuel, I'm going to introduce him now, Chakamshla, that we've had challenges both him and I. So I'd like him to share his challenges that he's gone through since the last time we podcast together and um, share with um, the people those challenges because many of us have the very same challenge, Chakamshlach. It'd be good for people to hear how you face those challenges and what you've done. So Chakamshlach, you introduce yourself to the people and share with the people now, please. Oh, Hello, my name is Samuel Michael Alec, a.k.a. Farmer. Uh, my mother's Ginger Alec and my father's Pat Alec. My grandparents on my dad's side is Sam Mitchell and Susan Mitchell. And my grandparents on my mother's side is uh, Richie and Claire Edwards. Um, yes, thank you for uh, welcoming me back. It's good to see you again. Yeah. We survived the challenges, cousin. Mm, yes, we've survived the challenges. Uh, um, there's been a lot of challenges since the last time we've uh, we've spoken on here, and um, there's uh, you know with the challenges with. Death, mm. you know, challenges with uh, the drugs and alcohol, you know, um, challenges on uh, communities, uh, you know, turning to healing instead of, uh, you know, they've been. Uh, Turn into drugs and alcohol instead of turn into healing. These are the kinds of challenges that, uh, you know, that I can feel with my heart. I could see with my heart. You know, it's, uh, it's been very difficult times that, uh, you know, even you mentioned COVID, like uh, I survived COVID. And uh, for me reaching out, you know, even to you, my elder, but see, um, overcoming them challenges, you know, to start with the COVID, like, I thought the creator was calling me home. Eh? 
Quilston was calling me. But I reached out. I picked up that phone. As uh, much as the challenge was very heavy, and I was able to call you, and I needed some. The other medicines weren't working. And then when I talked to you, and we talked about the mullen, the mullen uh, cleared my lungs and took away all that sickness and I was very ill that is quite a challenge and that was one of the scariest things that I went through one of them thinking that I was going to pass away you know and uh, reaching out to my elder my mom you know the people that we come together as a family you know, when somebody's ill, somebody's, you know, the family comes together. Yeah. What can we do to help this? You know, and, you know, like with the deaths, that was one of the biggest challenges I had to face also since our last uh Podcaster, uh, my brother passed away, eh? mm. and he was my closest friend. You know, we done everything together: fishing, hunting, playing ball. You know, raising our children, breaking horses. You know, and uh, it was a challenge. Um, one thing that I could say I'm very proud of myself for not uh, following my old footsteps Mm. because uh, my old footsteps I would say to hell with it and turn to substances but I utilized the teachings I had you know, from my elders and and uh, that was a challenge. I had to, you know, utilize those, and I did. I drum and sang, and I pulled in some of the family to come and be with me. You know, help me stay strong, and. Uh, Keep my mind off of that, eh? Because uh, I know using drugs and alcohol is not the answer for me, for anyone out there. You know, it's a it's a band aid. We use it to drown those feelings. You know, those uh, complex traumas that we've held in and uh, I've done a lot of crying mm. um, I was taught by one elder that those tears that come out of my eyes are those untold words that are held deep in my heart and I don't can't uh, come to 
letting it out. Mm. Can't talk to somebody, you know, when I, that was, uh, that was quite the challenge for me when I was, when I hit my rock bottom and I finally made the decision. No matter what happens, I'm going to, I'm going to be sober and clean. And uh, Quilston put those challenges in front of me to see if I was going to, you know, be honest with myself. And uh, we're we're winning. We're winning those challenges, you know. Yes. You know, and I was listening to you and I was remembering the COVID and you phoned me up and I could hear the fear or the anxiety in you. And I was telling you, you keep still now and your body will start to heal yourself, but also use medicine. That mullen and, and I remember people knew you were sick and they're already, the circle was already there and somebody brought you Chinese food when I was talking to you on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Drop it off at his door, and I was thinking, "Oh, my cousin's got help over there. That's good." You know that um, that circle. We don't know. I didn't know at times how much people care for me, really, because I feel so sorry for myself. You know, in uh, COVID, we're all isolated. That means we become islands, and we just get stuck in one place. And I went through the same. I lost my. He's my cousin. In our ways, my brother, too. And I went through similar what you're going with your brother. I was moping around at home, you know, and medicine didn't seem to work. Wasn't taking away that pain I was feeling. And what healed me was that circle, that first circle. His daughter phoned me. Said, Uncle. We were going through Dad's phone and your number was there, so we thought we better call you because you're close. I said, oh, niece, I'm so glad you called. And I could feel tears in my eyes, like you're saying unspoken things. It's true. And, uh, and I said, niece, I want to be there, but I can't be COVID, you know. And she said, oh, uncle, we know you love us. We know you care. Your honorary pallbearer, and I started crying then. And then I started to heal from that um, regret that I can't be there, you know, because um, I was trained by my mother to go wherever your relatives are, if somebody's lost or gone to the spirit world. You go there and support that circle. So it's in my blood now. It's put in there by my mom and them, my DNA. I have to go. If I can't go, I send Shkalau, I send money to help the family because that's my circle. So we take care of that circle and we let them know we're there for them because they're going to be there for us when we need them. And we have to let them know we're going to we're gonna. We're open to them coming to help us by thanking them and paying them back in the future. That's our way. That big circle. You know that um, 
You know, and I was listening to you about loss and my losses too. Like I cut my hair because I lost a nephew and a niece too. You know, and uh, had long braids and I cut them off by my ears to let my niece and nephew go. You know, and so they can have a good journey to the spirit world. I was taught that by my granny, my late grandmother, Shutit. Let go, son. I had long hair and she cut it, and my fingernails and my toenails. Because that's the end of us. Our human body is our hair and our fingernails and toenail. She says, you're going to push out your, your dad, what's in you from your dad, because you breathe things together, eat together and stuff. So your dad's part of you, that part of him. And his spirits can be here for four days so he's going to gather up everything he left with other people. So it's our job to push it out then cut it. Mm-hmm. Then now he's free to travel to the spirit world. That's a good teaching. Mm-hmm. It took me many losses to appreciate it because I cut my hair, fingernails and toenails and my niece and nephew left during covid is taken away you know so those challenges we face you know and um, proves to me that you're tied into the circle you return to the circle and you stay in the circle the toughest one we have is um, the community circle because there's so much bad blood between the families. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, no, it's no, I don't blame anybody, cousin, for that. Mm-hmm. It's happened right across the country. Yeah. We, we forgot how to be that second circle, you know, where we help people even though they're not our relatives, with the, raise their children, give them food, you know. Uh, my mom and dad taught me how to be part of that second circle. They'd make me go bring things to elders. I keep telling a story about one niche in Anderson Lake. They spawn in the wintertime. It's a winter spawning fish. Coyote must have said they need that fish. So, and it'd come up when it's really cold. And there'd be north wind and it's cold by the lake. A little bit of ice on the edge. And my mother says, you go... That wind's right now. You go out, get that one issue. They're still alive. And they come up. And she says, you go out, get that one issue, and bring it to all the elders in the community, she told me. I said, okay. I didn't want to because it's cold out there and windy, and I was out there walking by the lake, pulling in one niche. Gee, I filled up two sacks, and I went to the elders knocking on their door. I remember Auntie Keek, we called her Kiki, uh, Keek. Auntie Keek, I got one niche for you. Oh, she's laughing. She's got tears in her eyes are sparkling. She's just so happy because they love the one niche. Youngsters don't like one niche so much anymore, you know. But those elders, oh, and then my circle was intact. Yeah. Because when they see me, they smile and they talk to me. They teach me. So we feed that second circle too. And it's going to help us. It's going to return. 
And you were telling me about you feeding that circle fishing. So I'd like you to tell some stories about you going fishing mm. down the Fraser River. And because uh, I sure I I appreciated you because you remind me of myself. Because I was told to share fish too, like the Wanish. Mm-hmm. So tell a little story about Fraser River and the sockeye salmon. Mm. Shit. Yes. Shit. That's our uh, sacred fishing grounds down in Six Mile there in Hachlop Fountain. So, yeah, we uh, we have a little spot there we call the falls there. That's where that's where we get our salmon, eh? And uh, I've been taught as a very young man. You know, my grandma used to tell us to bring the salmon over to the other rack. They don't have any to weak them. Yeah. So as young fellas, we taught we were taught to bring so they can prepare for their winter. You know, their winter supplies of swan. And uh, that's where we learned to help share, you know, some of the elders, they can't get around so much mm-hmm. no more. So we go and help them down there. And and I, I have horses, so, you know, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the members down there are shit warriors. They're, they struggle bringing their salmon up or their dried salmon or, you know. So I offer my my horse, see? And I help the people down there, you know. I'm, I'm down there fishing, catching my quota. And, you know, people come. They come behind me. We need some fish. Can we, can you catch us some? It says, just take what you need out of there. There's already some there. I'll catch some more for myself. So they, they quite a few of them, they come and they take what they need and go. And I just keep fishing, you know, single parents, single moms are down there trying to catch fish or elderly can't really get around so we carry it to where they need to and even carry it up that one mile climb you know and uh, they really appreciate the help that I give them Uh, you know I don't ask them for anything I just do it because that's how I was taught my grandparents and my parents, my brothers and sisters. So it was time, it was getting near the end, eh? There was a day that I had to, I was done my fishing. And I was, you know, I made sure everybody else got what they needed to take out. And it was time for me to leave, shit. My fishing season was done. My camp was packed, and I was heading up the up the trail with my horse. Our last day down there, and there's different weekomat we call them, different racks, and you know the members and their, own their racks. 
They seen me leave and, and they knew I was heading out and they would stand outside their rack and they raise their hand, make a fist in the air, honoring me, leaving. Thank you. Some of them had their hands up. Cook's jam, chocolate club. And get going down, and then there's other camps, and they were standing there also, and they had their hand drum. <laughs> they were singing, singing the songs for me, you know. It was a very special day, like, you know, just uh, giving back to the communities, you know helping and I was leaving up the hill and when I could barely hear them it really hit me all these people are respected me and honoring me when I was leaving and for all the help I've done and that's the reward you know was the feeling that I got how proud I was of the way I was brought up to give, you know, help them, help the people. And then when I got up top, there was even more people on top waiting. <laughs> they, they messaged from down below. They messaged, he says, there's his... His leaving is just about to the top. And there was uh, quite a few people up there. They were, I was surprised because my horse started, his ears went up and he started wintering. And I got there and I could hear the drums. They were singing because they all got their salmon. And I couldn't believe, like, the little, the little ones come and ask me, you want to pop, you want to water, you know? Trying to look after me as I was leaving. So that's the appreciation that I can get from the people just to know that that respect is there. The chain, you know, the thing that I can see and feel with my heart now is, you know, respect is earned, not given no more. Not like back in my drunken high days, you know. And that's one of the greatest rewards that I can except ah you know and you told me that i remember you phoned me and your voice was cracking up you're so emotional and i was saying what a powerful story about the second circle you know and you you were generous you're respectful and you appreciate them and they could feel it so they give it back to you because where he's talking about that fishing ground, I've been there and I walk down on foot 
It's steep trails and it's hot in the summertime. It's really steep. I want to let you know it's a mile down to up to the, you have to cross the tracks and get up to the road. So those people that were there, when he packed up, I packed fish out of there, you know, in a knapsack. And I have to stop and rest on the way up, not too, not too fast. I have to get the fish to the truck, you know, so we got ice up there. So where he's talking about, it's a real challenge to get up there. So I can see why the people would raise their hands to him and sing for him, using his horse to help them. And also being kind to them and respectful and appreciate them as being part of the circle. So that's why I'm glad Chakumshlach is here today to talk about returning to the circle again and again and again, that we don't stop. We keep giving to that circle and give back to us. Family circle, second circle, community circle, then the third circle, the one that we I resist at times, you know, the Canadian circle. It's there, it's real. We can't deny it, it's there, you know, so... Chakumshlach, I'd like to thank you for coming to us to share. You know, it's just a small part of your life. But the important part's about circles. Because I think of those three circles. We're part of a circle, you and I. We helped you build the sweat lodge here. That's the sweat lodge circle in Kalzatun, where we go look at ourselves. That's another circle. And because we do the same, we can help each other, you know, and support each other in that. And uh, there's other circles too, like Sundance circles, you know, and sharing circles. What you shared now with the people. So I'm going to ask you now to share a message for the people. And you can pick the group that you want, with the family circle or community circle or Canadians. Just send out a message today, what's in your heart now, what you'd like them to maybe lay a teaching at their feet or encourage them to do something that perhaps you didn't do right away when you're challenged, but then you do it, you remember, oh, I, I'm on the phone or whatever you're going to do. So give a message, Chakumslach, to oh, the people. Gee, okay. <clears throat> well... I would really like to send a message to the people, you know, to all the circles, you know, the mm. family, the community, you know. Um, the challenges is uh, one of the biggest things that we, we have to face. And... Um, the thing is to do with myself, you know, when there's there's a death, you know, whether there's an overdose, you know, is to uh, stop and think and ask myself, is this honoring my spirit or is it honoring anyone else's spirit? Mm. My next step. Because there's choices that I have to make, whether I'm under stress, mm -hmm. the emotions, you know. 
Make wise decisions. Tell, you know, find that way to tell yourself this isn't the way drugs and alcohol. Mm. You know, reach out for help. Reach out if it takes making that phone call. Like I was, I felt I was almost gone. Mm. But I had in my mind, my heart, I needed to talk to somebody and let them know. Mm -hmm. And I reached out. And I asked you, I phoned you. You're my elder. I apprentice under you. I uh, reached out and I asked, what can I do? And just by hearing your voice settled me down. And then your knowledge is the one that really helped me take that tiny step forward. So listening to our elders, you know, listening to other eyes that they can, their point of view on the situation. Because uh, sometimes others can see what I can't see in my own self. Mm -hmm. And uh, I told myself, there's no way around it. No way over it. No way under it. I have to walk straight through that sacred fire of healing. No way around it. Oh, that's powerful. Because you said sacred fire of healing. It's the first time I heard that statement. Because uh, the fire will burn away the negativity. It's like when we go to the sweat lodge, that heat chases out the toxins from our body just by sweating, you know. So the fire burns away the negativity. Oh, thank you for those words. And I know people are going to love that message out there. So I'd just like to thank all of you for coming to Teachings in the Air. And, you know, the teachings today in the air are returned to the circle again and again and again. Because you will fall off the circle at times that pass. But go back. Yes. Pick up the phone, visit, you know, reach out to the circles. And I guess the most part... You know, is uh, when you take out, put back in. So when someone from your circles help you, you remember you have to put that back in again, help somebody. So I'd like to thank my guests today for being with us on this podcast, and I look forward to returning to the Circle 3. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Chakam Shlach. Fuchs Jam. Thank you.